tuning in to another great episode and today I'm happy to say that I have a legend in my presence at this moment. We have no other than Miss Queen Henrietta Hadley and to those who don't know she has a long track record of being very in tune with the community loving her people, and of course, she's a Muskegon native. So, I'd like to welcome Miss Hallie to the new Unapologetic family, man. I'm so excited. It's been a long time, too, because we've been working on it for quite some time. But this is our first Black History Month special with this queen here, and she has so much to offer and so much to say, but we're going to hear it from herself. How you doing, Miss Hadley? I am great. You know? <laughs> I'm just excited that this finally happened. I know. It's been, been busy. You... We've been planning this for at least two months. Yeah. yeah. yeah about, about, two about two months. months. Yes. Yeah, it was yes. warm, a little, a little warmer than it was before. So, right. yes. <laughs> right. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. Black History Month, too. Oh. That's an honor. Well, in my eyes, I feel like it's always Black History every day. I you hear know, you. We have I hear to, you. We have to, because of of your work and how you represent yourself in the community. Right. It showed me that every day should be a, a grand time for our history because we have put so much into That's this right. country. Yeah, and so right. I like that and I respect that about you for one. But number two, I have to ask, what is it that brings you back to Muskegon? Because as I heard not too long ago, you was down in Philly, right? Yeah. So yeah. you took the talents and skills from, you know, that you acquainted here and you branched off to help others. Right. And then as well, sharpen your skills as a, you know, program coordinator and blah, blah, blah. Right, so right, right. out of all of that, what made you come back home? And you know, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. And I often ask myself that question periodically <laughs> during this journey, you know, like why? And the one thing that comes to me is really what's behind us is this banner you see, Reedsville. Um, I'm mm. not sure. I know we had our tour of Reedsville, which right. is in the North Muskegon area. And everybody exactly. who's probably watching has played some ball at Burrell Park. And that is what brought me back is my um, origin of being a North Muskegon native, mm -hmm. I graduated from Reese Puffer, um, but growing up in North Muskegon, which we know it as our family, that is, knows it as Reedsville. So this banner that's behind us is really why I came back, you know, because mm -hmm. I realized that my family had made such a footprint in North Muskegon. And as I was in Philadelphia, and for many of us that have moved away, and you know you can always come home and you know that your foundation was a, a really strong one, then that's what's up. You come back to your foundation. Right. And so for me, I thought I'm in Philly. My daughter had gone away to Atlanta for college and I was kind of feeling like they say, an empty nest. <laughs> like I had nothing to do but serve uh, 
all of these strangers ha who had become my extended family. Right. And I think I had come home to um, a event that we have every year out in North Muskegon called Family and Friends. And I'm sure a lot of your viewers yeah. are familiar with Family and Friends. I think of course. this year would have been the 31st Family and Friends anniversary. Really? So that's how long wow. we've been doing Family and Friends. And I think I was back at one of the family and friends and I was speaking to one of my mentors from, mm -hmm. you know, my childhood. If she's watching Pastor Ann Oaks and she and I, we were talking and she was like, um, so what are you doing in Philly? And how's Philly going? <laughs> All in my heart, though, Mel, I was just like, I really want to come home, but I don't really? know how to do this without in some cases. And I'm sure folks watching will attest to this without coming across like maybe I had failed because I come back home or oh, what yeah. happened, so why she come. You know how Muskegon <laughs> is now. We ain't get ready to play. Muskegon <laughs> right. will have you on like, what you doing? Yeah. But because I had that, you know, um, heart to heart with, with Pastor Ann when I was at the Family and Friends, and she said, hey, if you want to come back home, she said, because something going on that you're not telling me. She said, but if you want to come back home, baby, Think about it, pray about it, and you come back home because you got family, and I'm sure we can find something for you to do. And I tell you, I took that year, yeah. and by October, no joke, I called my family, and I think they thought I was kidding. <laughs> I called my sister. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but can I come home? Right. And she was like, sure. And this, that's the Stella Kay's mom. So I told Stella Kay and my other niece, and they were like, Titi, you ain't coming home. I was like, yep. And about four years ago, I came home, Mel, and I just kind of laid back. I went right. back to my home church, Shiloh Baptist, and I just started getting involved wherever my heart would say yes. If it was a lot of busy stuff and I was just running oh, around just crazy, no, but wherever <laughs> my heart would say yes, yeah. I just started availing myself and being present. That's, that's and people beautiful. would ask, like, who is that? What's yeah. she doing? What's she want? I could tell. For so exactly. Long. So. And I was kind of on the low. I wasn't trying to, you know, um, as my daughter would say, I wasn't trying to front. I wasn't trying to like, <laughs> oh, I'm all of this. No, I was just in the cut for yeah, real. Yeah. And ever since I've come home, no joke, I find a place. I find my place. That's and cool. since I've been home, as you know, mm -hmm. I've just been finding my place. And it's been almost five years. And I'm loving it. Whew. I'm loving it. <laughs> I wish going back home would, would be like that for me. I but really you're right. Wish. A lot of people really don't wish. have that story. No. And that's why I have to give Muskegon their credit. When you build a firm foundation and you really pour into your kids. Oh, yes. And you the really future. mentor and, and groom kids like we need to do more of. Then when we grow up, I ain't trying to preach, but they will not depart, <laughs> you know, and I just didn't depart, and you that's, know. That's beautiful. Sorry to cut you off. Baby. I didn't mean all to that was, All that was dead yes. on because it's almost like you never left. Mm. And it's it's so relevant to possibly what he was dealing with in Philly to Muskegon in mm -hmm. certain ways is mm -hmm. that. So Muskegon is a small town. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, oh, it's a small town. But yes, but we have big city problems. Mm. So when I heard that you came along and, you know, started this magnificent rotation of getting back into the community, putting your faith into the people, you mm -hmm. know, coming out with the young community like myself. Yes. Like, 
oh yeah, we can do this. This is this is something right. I can really get into. Mm -hmm. That put a big smile on my face because we need that guidance. We exactly. need that support from the people that's paved the way of been there before us. Right. And that's that's a beautiful thing. And so instead of us, I hear what you're saying, just being blinded by Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Like you said, when you can't beg, you don't know what to expect. Mm -mm. This is a big thing for a lot of us that's in this predicament as entrepreneurs right. and stuff. So as you come along and say, hey, I have a beacon. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Let's do this together. I'll show you the way. Right. I'll pave, help you pave the way for the future. Mm -hmm. And when you come here back to Muskegon, how did you plan this, I guess, return uh well like you heard me say i talked to my mentor and and i think you know because i understand with your podcast you're also teaching and you want people to have takeaways so just right there if somebody's listening and you are a, a young spirit or you are someone searching find someone because that's what i did with pastor Ange. Mm -hmm. i would consider her at my age my mentor and i just said i asked her a couple of questions she gave me some nuggets of wisdom so I would say find a mentor, even if it's direct or indirect. You know, right. I, I kind of jack from people I ain't going to never meet. But I'm watching how they stroll. I'm watching their swag. I'm watching how they talk. I'm watching how they dress. And what I like, I start to implement into Henrietta. So at first, first takeaway is find a mentor. Find somebody with wisdom. And with our social media, you oh, can yeah. go on there and jack whoever you want or whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. But find that mentor or find somebody that can kind of be your accountability buddy. Mm. or your, Even if it's older or if it's younger. But the first thing was I had to tell okay. somebody to hold me accountable to if I did come back here, right. what was that going to look like? And it wasn't like it was going to be a silver spoon given to me when I came back just because this yeah. was home. And then I had to use some wisdom, too. I had to say, you know, if I come back home, I got to find my place. So I would just say either talk to someone and then have a sense of what is it I would like to do and then start surrounding yourself around them, folks. I'm going to tell you, I could have stayed at my sister's and let Stella <laughs> Kay and all of them just, you know, love on me. But my sister and they'll tell you, I got up every day and went over to MCC and went mm. in a computer lab. Or got up every day and got out of the house and just kept doing something. Wow. So even with that, get up and get out and go around like-minded people. <sighs> okay, so. <laughs> and I started hanging out with Stella K because that was Shout the out year. Stella K. Yeah, that's why I keep talking about Stella K because I'm trying to get her to start a class because we really need to exercise again. But at any rate, um, I started pouring into her stuff. Right. You know, so you were at yes, one of her I saw events. It. A I lot of her it. friends watching who I know follow you, they know. TT would be right there. That's what yeah, yeah. TT would be right there. I'd be selling the, you know, little shirts. I never really did the dance, but I would be there as a sense of just modeling, mm. role modeling. Maybe somebody might say, Well, who is that woman? Oh, that's that's her that's her TT. Somebody might ask yeah, me this question. Crazy, because it's like you okay, so you it's almost like you take your your positions that you and your work, should I say. Mm -hmm. And but you don't act like it, you know. You you see coordinators and program uh, program coordinators and people who sit behind the desk, as most of us will call. Mm -hmm. You know those those people they they you do most of the thinking. You know they're, they're mm -hmm. calculating, mm -hmm. they're constructing. 
but you make it seem like it was just like, oh, come on, we're sit down, have a couple of drinks, you know, <laughs> we're going to just get this over with real quick, and then we're going to sit down and talk some more, and then have a couple more drinks. So it's <laughs> right, like, right, it's, right. it's a fun factor. Exactly. You don't make it like, oh, I have to sit here and read this book for two hours, like a any type of course or any type of meeting. Right. You, you enter, you're very into whoever you're talking That's to. That's right. You got to know you your know? audience. And, but... I see in my profession, mm-hmm. and since I've been doing this, right, it's very hard for others to like adapt to the environment as it changes in conversation. Mm. It's almost like a uh, a song. Right. If you're able to change the tempo just by a word or a sound from your voice, mm-hmm. you know you can create a different beat of the song. Right. So with you, I feel like that's the same kind of ordeal, especially mm. with your. Of course, we have a now. Uh, MP Award nominee sitting right here. I yeah, which forgot. that just blew me away. I'm like, really? So, I think I'm influential. So with, <laughs> yeah, so it's like that 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 right there shows like, man, she's just multitude multitude of different multiplying of different people and just ah uh, love and respect right. and gestures. So how do you get all that in one bundle, you know, and, and then take it from family and friends to, okay, this is my setting, this is what I have to do, let's get it going. So how do you able to take, you know, both worlds and make it to one? And, and a lot of it is getting to know yourself. Okay. Um, really, when I left Muskegon back in the 90s, some of y'all probably weren't even born, <laughs> but when I left, um, I had been taught one way of um, engaging people. And then when I moved to a city like Philadelphia, that everybody looked like you and me, that I was surrounded with, okay. I had to, as you we hear that that slogan of, I had to code switch. Right. But there were some areas of my, um, you know, responsibilities that I couldn't code switch because I had been taught from my Reese Puffer days, my North Muskegon days, so my Shiloh Baptist days, yeah. my mother and my family and the role right. models in my family where some of it was just me. And mm-hmm. I had to say, like you say with your podcast, I had to be unapologetic for who I was. <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, I had to sit and watch and learn how to adapt to the various audiences that I had been placed okay. in front of. Okay. Because some audiences I could go in with my Reese Puffer tone. And then there were other audiences that I could, you know, get by with my Muskegon bread uh, tone. But once I started living in Philadelphia over, you know, say two or three years, they were like, okay, you're going to have to come (laughs) on. You're going to have to get a little tough. You're going to have to show them that you know what you're talking about. You might have the degree. You might have all this experience. But when you get in front of them folk, they want you, you to you come You better get their attention because we, mm. we're sending you there for a reason. So I had to learn over the years. But guess what? I was teachable. And that's another takeaway. Be teachable. No matter what you got, where Ooh. you go, how old you that's are. Deep. My mom, you know, <laughs> bless her soul, she died at 72 years old. Mm. And she was at Grand Valley getting wow. her master's degree, changing her career from being a nurse wow to going into social work, 72, 72. And she would always tell me, 
hey, I'm, I'm going on campus. I was like, mom, why don't we get you a computer so you can do your work at home? Because I think online or working, you know, had just kind of started back in two, the 2000s. Right, she right, had died right. in 2006. And my friends would call me. Your mom on campus with this back with this backpack. She walking all over the main <laughs> campus at Grand Valley. Not That's the one incredible. over here at MCC. And I yeah. like I know we trying to get her to you know slow down. And she would always tell me, as long as you live, be mm-hmm. teachable. Mm-hmm. And I would be I'm like, take that with me. Yeah. So as long as we got life, <laughs> yeah. have that have an open mind for somebody to show you something. And that's really how I feel like mm-hmm. I was able to bundle. Everything that okay. you're saying in. So when I'm with my younger my younger crew without trying to be young, I can still have fun so that they don't have to feel so uncomfortable. Oh, they, I like it when they say, oh, excuse me, yeah. if somebody slip up. But at the same time, I'm learning from them and they're learning from me. Wow, I can't answer that. That was, that was beautiful. And I think as elders, as elders, it's got to be both ways. But you don't see it that way in our society that much. And it's like a rarity now to actually see that yeah. now, mm-hmm. you know, and as many of us say in this day and age, right. you know, it's it's always me, 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 I, 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 my, my, my. Right. But in your face, in your way, it's like, no, this is us. You exactly. Know, we do more mm-hmm. in a group than you can do individually. Oh. And history has shown us that over and over You're again. You're so right. But as us being human beings, as I should say, we tend to kind of repeat the same mistakes mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and over. And so the only thing that I could possibly think of is to have those around us, like you said, or the wisdom mm-hmm. is very wise for us to, okay, don't do this. I'm going to go this way because right. she already been down this road. Exactly. So let me improvise on this mm-hmm. road mm-hmm. and to go into your program. Oh, yeah. Um, Lynn GR. Yes, yes. That is, that to me, it ties in, into that. Exactly. So well. Uh, to give y'all up to date, Miss Hadley has a gorgeous program. I call it gorgeous because it's for everybody. It makes everybody look mm-hmm. good. There's no way you can fail in this program to help entrepreneurs and innovators in the community or communities that you're in to come and learn at the college with students that actually are taking up classes as we speak or just doing their own profession and to helping us understand mm-hmm. and grow together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so how do you, you know, come up with the right group of people to, I guess, work with each other? You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you pick from, okay, you're good with this type of group of people mm-hmm. and this is special, you know, because that's a lot. It is. <laughs> it is. That's a lot. And what was interesting about me even getting involved with Grand Valley State University for their Lynn GR program was networking. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be at an event in Grand Rapids. The director of the Lynn GR, well, actually, she's the director of the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at, at the School of Business. I You know, everything's abbreviated, <laughs> but I wanted to give her a shout out, Sheru Amola. And um, she and I were just at a women's networking group. Mm-hmm. And she was in the room and I was in the room. And unfortunately, we were the only, I think it might have been an, another sister, we were the only three in the room of about really? 50 women in wow. Grand Rapids. And um, she gravitated to me, I gravitated <laughs> to her. This was a year ago. 
and um, we just we were just shooting a breeze, really, just mm -hmm. kind of getting to know one another. Right, right, and right. at that time, I didn't even know there was a program called NGR. But um, when COVID hit, okay. and you know this, when COVID hit, everybody was thinking in terms of what am I going to do to stay above water, even if you were yeah, a new entrepreneur, <laughs> a startup, yes. whatever role yeah. you were playing yeah. with just trying to survive, everyone, I think their creative juices just jumped up and just was, they Over were drowning in them. Yeah. <laughs> and so she Over called drive. me, she just called me out of the blue and she was like, Henrietta, we have this program, and I don't know why, but I just think you can drive it for us. But this is how it works. It's for startups, entrepreneurs, no major experience right. other than having 25 um, employees or less mm -hmm. and needing help. And if they can identify the help they need as a startup like yourself or an entrepreneur like yourself and all the other uh of uh, Black Wall Street mosquito oh, yeah. entrepreneurs. We, this we is for you too. <laughs> uh, you know, and Lachey Simmons, bless her, you know, she has really taken all of our entrepreneurs to a whole oh, other yes. level. Because as soon as I said yes to Lynn GR and I realized it wasn't just for GR entrepreneurs, because it is a little mixed, you oh, know, yes. misconception. Because when you hear Lynn GR, you either think it's money or you think it's only for, for GR, GR residents. Right. So I said yes, and then I went right to um, the, um, I believe That's it was the, the group, the group page for um, Black Wall Street Muskegon. That's and I posted so. it right up there and I said, hey, if anybody needs any help, That's when I saw let, yeah. let me know because these are um, students, four-year, mm -hmm. a lot of them are four-year students, graduate students that are majoring in various disciplines from across the board. It could be engineering, it could be um, marketing. I guess Grand Valley has a major of entrepreneurship that that's all you learn. You can get a four-year degree in just entrepreneurship management. And so <laughs> after I realized this is like a pot of gold, it is. I said, let me share with my family in Muskegon <laughs> And I tell you, the students come to us. Yeah. Um, I do most of the interviewing now that I'm the program manager. Um, I'll look, you know, I'll look at their resume, make sure that their disciplines Ooh, man, line up with <laughs> the good. entrepreneurs. So if I know, if you fill out your application for LNGR and you you write there, I need help with social media development, or I need help with a business plan. Mm. then we already know the students that we have that we've already um, hired into the program because they get paid. It's not a work study. It's not an internship. Mm. They get paid a check for working with our entrepreneurs and for the entrepreneurs, it's That's all beautiful. pro bono. That's so look at the, the work experience that they're yeah. able to bring to the table and then the assistance that the um, startups and the entrepreneurs receive when right. they're getting the projects completed. And then the students actually learn how to interact with different people. Exactly. Different so, wow. So everybody's learning from each other in different types of ways. Two-way street. Two-way wow. street. That's and that all came from networking. So there's right. another take takeaway. If you're in the room and you don't see nobody that look like you or you don't feel comfortable, pinch yourself three times and turn around five and go over and say, hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm Henrietta. What you doing? Yes. But that's so hard. You know, that's just my little formula. I but like that. We got to get out of being um, so afraid of ourselves because that's really, that's yeah. really what that's about. You afraid of yourself. You afraid of messing up. You afraid of saying the wrong thing. They just as scared as you are. Go over there and say hi. Well, a lot of times I 
<laughs> Plus that, you said, man, that's 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 a big one right there. But also, I feel like individuals tend to think about, oh, I don't want to look crazy in front of this group of mm-hmm, people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even as an adult, you know, that's still the peer pressure you yes. see even in adult life. Mm-hmm. And we see it. I see it around town. You know, I, I sometimes I have to speak up and be like, we all grown in our we all special. Right. We all have our own certain way. That mm-hmm. was make us perfect exactly. in our own way. Exactly. You know, our individual individuality and exactly. all of that. So it's mm-hmm. like, for example, I give a little piece of me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the idea of this podcast didn't come from me. Wow. It actually came from the missus. And so I wow. okay. took upon her idea and I was like, let me make this happen the same way you went into that same mindset. Right. Let me make this happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with a push and a shove, accountability, exactly me accountable, right. you, <laughs> it manifested. Mm. And it's so it's like I, I'm very happy and proud to hear that, you know, we have such a great leader on board, you know, mm-hmm. with all of us that's in this community yes. as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so Along with that, I have to ask this. I've been trying to put it in my head to write. Okay, well, ask it. We here on Unapologetic. <laughs> How, okay, let me rephrase. What is the big boom of, of this all? Like, what's, what is your takeaway from creating this community type of, oh, man, I don't know what to call it. I just... What do you call this? <laughs> um, for me, someone poured into me that has really given me the the sustainability because um, it ain't all been easy. Right. That's the other side that you don't see. I'm, I like that saying, I don't look like what I've been through. Um, but for me, it has, my life was spared so mm. that I can share. I say this usually before I start any of my presentations that my life was spared so that I can share. So because I know how my life was spared, mm-hmm. the driving the driving force for me is that that, that wasn't a for granted mm-hmm. um, action. Okay. I didn't have to be spared, if you know what I mean. So That's because true. I was spared to have life, it's almost like I'm indebted. Uh, I'm in, like I got a contract over my head that I better share everything that has been given to me because I can't take it with me. No. And I could have been taken out a long time ago. I never would have even made it back to Muskegon if I be real transparent. So because my life was spared, wherever I go, even if I don't want to say something, it's so hard for me to just sit there because I'll get that little nudge. You gotta say something. You better say something because <laughs> it ain't it wasn't a for grant, you know, it wasn't right. for granted that you would be here. So that's a big part of my drive. And then when I see, like I said earlier, when I see a place that I can fit in and then that door is open for me to come through, then I almost feel like I'm holding on to a whole lot of water and everybody around me is 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 you know thirsty and I'm holding on to it. That's a Ooh, that's so a big that, that's my drive that I keep going into places that are uh, deserts. 
That's crazy. I keep going into yeah. places that are deserts. Wow. And if I sit in the midst of those that are thirsty or dry and I got all this water, and that goes for all of us because you, all of us are carrying something oh, yeah. that we're not sharing. But I finally got it. I finally got the memo. And not everybody gets the memo at the same time and would be able to, you know, unapologetically say that. So now, <laughs> and I keep saying that because when you first approached me, you know, me and my family, especially Stella K, I'm just, I know I'm throwing you under the bus, Stella. She was like, what Bell want? What are he going to talk to you about, TT? What is he trying to do? <laughs> I don't know. I said, but I'm going to give the young brother a chance because I've seen his work. I said, and I love the fact that he's able to pull things out of our community it's hard for people to talk and you make it so easy you know I've, Ooh, i think i share with you it's not <laughs> you know so but Thank just you. to give people a voice do you know how often a muzzle is put on our faces 24 7. so when we have a platform or we have an opportunity and thanks to the missus for encouraging you i'm not going to say behind every every good man is a good woman but when they come together <laughs> and work together, then we get great things. And you have just been a blessing to our voice. Thank you. Yeah. So That's I'm, the first I, time I've heard that. So I, I'm I just saying, don't, yeah, don't give up <laughs> on that because here was, again, an opportunity for me to come in front of, you know, your audience that may not necessarily be my age group, but there might be somebody on there that says, you know, that's auntie. That's our auntie. You know, we got auntie all over this, you know, world. Yeah. But maybe I can be the auntie of Muskegon. Because I'm, you know, I'm Stella's and I'm TT, but I, I'll be anybody else's TT when it comes to wisdom. That's why I'm wearing my sister today, Miss oh, Michelle Obama. I had to I bring her it. to the interview because <laughs> in her book, Becoming, she talks about how she's always going to be, you know, becoming of who she really is, her authentic mm -hmm. self. And so when I saw this scarf, I said, what am I going to wear for the interview? What am I going to wear for the interview with ma'am? And I said, <laughs> I got to take Michelle Obama to the interview because, yeah. you know, she, I look at her life and like I would want someone to look at my life and say, you know what? That's what I want. That's, that's, it's something about that that I want. So wow. that's, for me, that's how I really feel like um, I keep it together. Ooh, I have not made it to that type of thinking process <laughs> mm -hmm. yet, but I'm on my way mm -hmm. to that. And that's beautiful. Right. Like I have, I have a contract. <laughs> Man, you that's know, I got crazy. a contract over my life and however or whoever I got to pull from right. to keep encouraging myself and motivating myself. So if it's Michelle Obama one week, it's uh, somebody I see on Facebook the next, next week, week yeah. or Lachey Simmons putting those black history memories of uh, Blanche Smith, who was our first black mayor I when I that. was in high school. Yeah. And I used to just marvel at her when she would be at church singing and then could take the microphone and go over to the city and be the mayor. I was like, look at this black woman. That's and so when I see her now, I just want to fall down on my knees and be like, thank you, Miss Blanche. For just being the pillar that you were when I was a little girl, when I was in high school. But then now to see her still kind of have that cool breeze spirit and then be <laughs> honored, you know, yes. on Facebook yes. where there might be young people that didn't even know we had a black mayor in the I, city of Muskegon. I, I did Who, my research. Yeah. And you, I had to find out. 
It, it, so she, yeah, she did incredible things in the city of Muskegon and her. And, her and then Auntie Willistine, you know, yeah. you know, she's our, you know, Congress, not Congress, but our commission commissioner. Yeah. commissioner. She's been the commissioner forever for Muskegon Heights, yeah. but she's all of our, you know, Auntie Willistine. You know, so we have some pillars that I know that's, for me that keep beautiful. me smiling. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you for Mel. the time, man, because I understand that you're a very busy woman. Yes, it, yes, yes. But I had to bring you to the light because I felt like you was in the dark for too long. I'm like, this is a diamond in the rough, so why not let it shine? Well, I appreciate so, that. And I, and I thank you for the wisdom and for the knowledge that you pertain upon me because I'm running with it. <laughs> Unapologetically. <laughs> yes, all day. But my people, I thank y'all for tuning in. Um, this is what it's about. This is not a joke. This is not a gimmick. This is what we are trying to create for us all. This is just not a me thing. This is a us thing. Mm -hmm. So please be unapologetic at everywhere and anywhere you go. And don't forget to hit us up on all listening platforms, unapologetic hashtag number one podcast, and social media at P at U1 Podcast. I almost forgot you all at U1 Podcast, social media, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. And also, I will also put the links to Lynn GR and of course Miss Hadley, uh, if she so do uh, accepts it. Because there's so much talent out here, man, and we do need the mm -hmm. we do need the guidance and the wisdom, and, and y'all see that the talent is here. So yes. don't be afraid to open your mouth. And like I can't say it enough, thank you. You well, have thank done so you. much, and I can't wait to work even more along with you. So thank y'all for tuning in. Please be blessed. Stay unapologetic. <laughs>